This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you will receive this pre-selected book of the month, Praying at a Higher Level. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Today on Live Your Faith. Is putting God, and remember there is no distinction between God and His Word. Is putting God and God's methods and ways above any and everything else. He said in Isaiah 55, my thoughts are above yours and my ways are above yours. Amen. Hi, I'm Keith Butler. Welcome to Live Your Faith Broadcast. This broadcast is about your getting the Word of God in a way you can understand it and use it in your daily life. Romans 1.16 says the Word of God is the power of God to all deliverance. So let's go to the Word and let's walk in deliverance in Jesus' name. So when you hear God's Word, Satan will immediately challenge the Word that you hear. Why? Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know that. Amen. So the word is the basis for all faith. And remember what Mark 9, 23 says. It says, all things are possible to him that believeth. Now Satan knows that. So Satan knows if these folk get to walking by faith and then they learn how to use their faith, there's nothing I can do to stop them. And so Jesus told you about the parable of Mark chapter 4. If you don't know Mark chapter 4 by now and you've been, you've been around me, I don't know what to say to you. If you've not read that parable of the sower, Jesus talked about there were four different types of ground. In, in short, okay, amen, all, of, all these were people, praise God, and they all, every one of them heard the word. Amen. But there were five instances before people. The first one, they heard the word but they didn't receive it. So Satan didn't have to do anything. That's people that go, I hear, but please. And so they go on. The second group heard the word and Satan didn't challenge them with, as the scripture said, affliction, which is pressure through all kinds of circumstances coming against you. And then the next one was persecution. That, that's when God takes people groups of people. Amen. He takes people and he uses people to try and make you back off that word. He uses people against you. And the words said there in Mark chapter 4, of course, if you follow me, that's 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20, I'm talking about in Mark 4. And it said over there uh, that they became offended because of that pressure by circumstances and people. And they became, that word offended means in the Greek is scandalizo. They became people who backed up. 
quit, even became tempted to sin. That's what happened to him. See, so Satan does this because he knows, amen, walking or walking by faith. If I let them walk by faith, they will power through whatever circumstance. They will just power through whatever people get in their face about. They're still just power with God. He knows, he said, I got to crush them before they get strong enough to do that. The third one was cares of this world. That word cares is merinna in the Greek. That's the word distractions. And so if he couldn't stop you with the power game, then he'll find something else to get your interest. Is there anything to keep you from your focus being on the Word of God? Get your focus on race, get your focus on money, get your focus on people, get your focus on something else, whether it's government. He get, he get your focus off of what God said and get distracted from the Word. So then, since faith comes by hearing by the Word of God, well, the, the next one was deceitfulness of riches, not riches, but being deceived by that. And what that is is a person uh, who doesn't believe that God really can meet their needs. And then the fifth one was lust of other things, entering in, choked the word, make it unfruitful. And that lust of other things is, is when something then becomes so important to you that it becomes the ascendant number one thing instead of the word of God. You just got to have it instead of have the word. Then in verse 20 of Mark 4, it said, they that are on the good ground, of course, do do five things. They hear the word, receive the word, believe the word, speak the word, act on the word, bring forth fruit a hundredfold. Okay, amen. amen. Praise God. Now, when you understand this, turn to 1 Kings chapter 22. Let's keep on the Old Testament for a minute. Give me three more hallelujah somebody. <laughs> now, I'm going somewhere with this. Amen. You may, you may not like it. 1 Kings 22. Uh, let's read verse 7. Now, Jehoshaphat here, before I read it, Jehoshaphat gets in the league with the king of Israel. The king of it, remember, Israel has, back in those days, or now they're not like they are now. You just have one nation of Israel. But it used to have two nations. You had the northern part called Israel, southern part called Judah. So if you read in the Old Testament, the southern part was, or Judah was, you know, Jerusalem down. And then you had the southern part, okay, going up to Galilee and all of that, right? And so you had the northern part, the king of Israel, he gets into a, an agreement with the southern king, Jehoshaphat. They are looking to go to, they're looking at going to war, to go fight together against somebody. Verse 7, Jehoshaphat said, now is there a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire him? In other words, before we jump into this, let's ask God about it. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, now there's one man, Micaiah or Micah, we would say, by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. Why do you hate him? Because he don't prophesy good concerning me every time. Every time he prophesies to me, he prophesies some evil. Now the reason why, by the way, every time the king of Israel got prophesied to by Micah, was because the king of Israel was evil. And he refused to change his evil ways. So every time he called for Micah, 
Micah, the Lord would call him out through Micah. He came to a place where he confused God and the man. So he focused on the man instead on God's word given to the man. And he said, I hate the man. But what he didn't understand was he was hating God. Well, so verse 9, king of Israel gets an officer and sends him down there and save time. Uh, and, and, and so that messenger gets down to verse 13 where Micah is. And he said, now look now, all the other prophets, they've all said to the king what he wants to hear. All the other prophets said, go ahead, king, you're going to win, you can go to war. Now, Micah, I'm telling you, you better line up. That's what it is. Read the story. He said, he said, you better line up and you better say the same thing. Micah said, we'll see. <laughs> so they get in front of the king, you know, and finally the king says, he got the two kings there. And finally the king says, all right, Micah, what you got to say this time? And Micah said, oh, yeah, you're going to win the battle. And the king says, it must have been the way he did it. He said, I told you, stop playing with me. Just tell me what you got from God. He said, you're going to get your butt kicked if you go down there. <laughs> what is it? Uh, I'm just putting it in the Detroit language. But he said, he said, if you go down there, you're going to get your butt kicked. Verse 18. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, didn't I tell you that he prophesied nothing good concerning me? Every time he sees me, he's prophesying something. Now, the reason why God had the prophet constantly say something to the king of Israel that seemingly in the king of Israel's view was negative was because God loved the king of Israel. And he wanted the king of Israel to get straightened out. And the only way he was going to get straightened out was from the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord will first of all tell you what your problem is. And if you choose to receive it, then it will also then give you revelation of what to do to get out of the problem. But you only get the second part only when you hear it and receive it. Amen. Believe it's speaking and then act like a song. Amen. And so what happened is that you see this all over the Old Testament. Many prophets were killed. Jesus even said it. Jesus said, you killed the prophets. They killed many prophets because they didn't like what was said. So they kept on focusing on the prophets. God would speak to Israel through the prophet. The prophet's nothing but a mouthpiece. The minister is nothing but a mouthpiece. Uh, amen. Just listen to the Holy Ghost. You get it from the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost is the one doing the talking. The scripture was even written that way. Are you listening to me? Uh, amen. But they killed the prophets. I guess the reason why they killed the prophets, thinking we killed the prophets, then it would change what was said. No, it won't. But they got mad at the prophet anyway. Now, turn to Romans chapter 10. Once again, so then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The word is the basis for everything, especially God's order. I'll tell you what, say some time. Go back to that Genesis chapter 1. I'll save a little time because I got, I got to get where I'm going. Amen. You know these verses anyway. Praise God. So we get back to Genesis chapter 1. Praise God. That page still don't want to turn. All right, so we see God then brings order 
where there's disorder through his word. Then he gets to man. What does he say about man on day six? God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion, let them rule, over fish of the sea, fowl of the air, cattle, over all the earth, any and everything that even creeps. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. So God's view of order for man was for there to be a male and a female. This is the only distinction God made with humans. I want you to notice he didn't say anything about skin color. Right? When you get into the ark, you know, you get to chapter 6 and uh, going into the ark over there in verse 19, and what did God tell Noah in the ark when he restarted? He said, I want you to get two of everything, one male, one female, bring them into the ark. We start all over again. So again, we see that God's purpose was male and female so that they could be fruitful, they could multiply, they could have children. Now, God's word brings order. Going against God's word brings disorder. So you have chaos when you don't know what is a man and what's a woman. A complete repudiation of God's way which brings about chaos in socialistic terms. Now Paul prophesied this. Turn to Romans chapter 1. I said, I knew you weren't going to like this. But I'm just a messenger. I do what I'm told. Romans chapter 1, he says here in verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, and that's, that's living by faith. Living by faith means I am not ashamed of the gospel, nor will I back up, nor will I keep silent. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto all salvation. To the Jew first, also to the Greek. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written. The just shall live by faith. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. That word hope there means they suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Why? Because that which may be known of God is apparent unto them. He gets down in verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. They were not thankful. They became foolish in their imaginations. Their foolish heart became dark. Professing them wives to be, uh, themselves to be very smart, they became fools. And oh, no, no. Amen. What you have is a clash of two wills going on. There is the will of God. And that will, as we read, follow his laws, will make you, praise God, prosperous, healthy, live long. And then there's Satan's will, works of the flesh, where there were lots of anger. Half of those works of the flesh were things of anger. Because Satan loves anger because it helps him have chaos and helps him be able to live and express himself in the earth. 
Amen. Amen. It is a replacement of God's wisdom for man. Then in Proverbs chapter 1, what about, see, living by faith, the just shall live by faith, living by faith is putting God, and remember there is no distinction between God and his word. It's putting God and God's methods and ways above any and everything else. Amen. He said in Isaiah 55, my thoughts are above yours and my ways are above yours. Amen. 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 So, um, so whatever area you want to talk about, that's how if you're actually a faith person, living by faith is this. Let's, take a, let's just take an example. Let's just take the nation of Israel, for example. God gave the land of Israel by tribes. Remember they went into the promised land? He gave it to them by tribes with Joshua and Caleb thousands of years ago. King David made Jerusalem the capital of the nation of Israel 3,500 years ago according to the Bible. So then how can they be illegitimate occupiers of the land that God gave them? The entire Bible and the system of God, the whole system of God revolves around the Jewish people and revolves around the city of Jerusalem. It was a Jew who gave you every scripture you got in there. Your Messiah was a at the front of the Bible and at the end of the Bible in the book of Revelations, you know what it says, the book of Revelations? It said over there that things will be wound up at the battle of Armageddon. Where? Israel. I've taken some of you there to the valley of Magado. The Antichrist will set up shop in the rebuilt temple and desecrate it. The armies from the east, the oriental armies, China and all of its folk, the European armies of the Antichrist will descend to snuff out Israel and God will come and defend her right outside. And the Bible said the blood shall be all the way up to the horse's bridle for miles. But it ends with Israel. And then when it said there's a new heaven, a new earth, guess what God calls the capital city? The new what? Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem is the capital city of the world and Israel is the capital nation of the world. Says the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Let me give you another one. Another one to just think about. I'm giving you some stuff just to think about the proper responses to the issues of the day. Have you ever read in the Bible that slavery was the norm for society during the times of Jesus and Paul? You ever read that slavery did not start in America? It didn't start in the 19th century, 18th century, 17th century, 16th century. You know, in the first century, the apostle Paul wrote a letter, as did Peter, to slaves telling them how to act with your masters. But we can go even further than that. How about going just a little bit further than that? The children of Israel in Egypt were what? Slaves. 
slaves. I'll do you one better. Let's go even, even further than that. Uh, turn to Genesis chapter 17. The whole world had slavery, not just Europe. In fact, the, the Bible lessons about slavery was all about slavery in the Middle East. But the entire world had slavery. It was in not only the Middle East, it was in Europe. Slavery was in Africa, Africans, enslaving Africans. It was in the Orient. The entire world had slavery until recent times. You understand that 245 years the United States has been around. The United States is a baby nation compared to the rest of the nations of the world. I go to nations that have been around 3,000 years. Well, here's one for you. Genesis chapter 17, let's read verse 23. And it's 18. Here we go. And Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all that was born in his house, and all that were bought with his money. Are you telling me that Abraham had slaves? Yep. He had servants and slaves. He had both. Now, should we then cancel Abraham and tear out every reference to Abraham in the Bible? I just want you to think. I want you to open your brain. Instead of just running off with everything, something come along, hey, you. Well, if you do cancel Abraham, let me tell you, you don't have Jesus. And neither are you saved. Because Abraham entered into a covenant with God and Abraham was willing to offer his son and God said, cause of that covenant, now I have to offer mine. Jesus in Matthew 1 is called the son of David and son of Abraham. In Abraham's lineage are prostitutes, and all kind of people are in his lineage. What, what did we learn? God has always used imperfect people to move the ball forward. And if he didn't use imperfect people, the ball would never get moved forward because there are no perfect people. Now, I'm going to give you how you're supposed to look at this. Turn to Genesis chapter 6. It's not that God counting is wrong. Amen. It's that, amen, God's view of things is a little different than ours. And when he says sin, there's always a price to be paid for it. Everyone who entered into slavery paid a price down the road because it was wrong, including America. America's price was so bad. The estimate was of dead, not injured, dead. I'm a history guy. The estimate is 750,000 
people killed in the Civil War. Now you gotta remember that the United States was only a quarter the size of it that it is now. That meant then, that's just killed. We ain't talking about maimed or injured. They don't have no number for that, it was so many. They have no number. They didn't have a Veterans Administration to take care of people. So if someone was, had lost their limbs in war, they had to use whatever money they had. Every house in America had a male kill. Every family paid a price for that slavery. And not only that, it took the South a hundred years to recover. You need the Lord Jesus into your life and you say, how can I receive him? It's very easy. The Bible said in Romans 10, 9, if you will acknowledge him with your mouth, believe God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Ask him to come into your life right now. Tell him you believe he's alive and well. He will come into your life and save you and you'll never be the same. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you will receive this pre-selected book of the month, Praying at a Higher Level. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Mark your calendars for the 2022 Annual Word of Faith Convention, July 20th through July 22nd at 20000 West Nine Mile Road, Southfield, Michigan, with a dynamic word from guest speaker, Pastor Michelle Ferguson, Dr. Michael Freeman, Reverend Mark Hankins, Pastor Hank Kuderman, and our conference host, Bishop Keith Butler. For more information, go online to www.convention.wordoffaith.cc. Don't miss it. We're taking the Word of God to Eastern Europe and Western Europe, praise God, and other parts of the world. God wants everyone to hear the Word. And that happens because people partner with us. You become people that support what we do. And if you want to see the gospel go beyond just your neighborhood, and you want it to go to people around the world, then we encourage you to pray about becoming a partner at Keith Butler Ministries. We want to thank you for your prayer and your support. And remember to keep fighting the good fight of faith.